And I don't need the guru to see the beauty inside of me We're all here for a reason And if you truly love yourself You won't need anyone else to show the world what it's like to have freedom And if you fail to learn the lessons from your past You condemn to repeat them Welcome to the podcast. This one is a very, very important one. Navigating relationships. Some of the secrets I'm going to share with you are perhaps things that you haven't thought about that when you embrace these learnings that I'm going to share with you on today's training, which is actually coming out one week before Christmas, more or less. People have asked me, Louise, I have this family member coming There's this kind of relationship dynamic going on over Christmas. How do I deal with it? So I thought I'll answer it on this training. But the whole world of dealing with relationships comes in very different forms. So we will be covering the family dynamic, relationship tips and advice on dealing with that, perhaps a challenging part of the year. We will also be looking at our intimate relationships and some advice that I can give you there that's really going to help you to be able to navigate through, avoid upset, trauma, ongoing discussions and arguments and really feel valued, loved and most importantly also make sure that your partner feels valued and loved. And then a very important one is business relationships and navigating some of the dynamics that come up there. That's been as much a big one. I think all of those points is something that I've had in my life to deal with in quite significant ways. And I'm sure we all have. And that's a whole different, you might deal with the relationships differently, be it a business relationship, an intimate relationship, or indeed family relationships. You know, there's slightly different ways of dealing with things, but Underneath it all, there is some truths that when we put them across all areas of relationships, they're only going to ensure that you achieve better outcomes. So first of all, let's have a look at family dynamics and family relationships. So it may be that you've got a family member coming up for Christmas or difficulties with a family member that present themselves whenever you see them, or it could just be that extended periods of time with family members brings things up. And whatever is the situation, these tips are going to help you. Okay, so let's look at the dynamics of family. First of all, There's a saying, isn't there, that um, you don't choose your family. Well, actually, I'm here to tell you categorically, 110%, you do choose your family. So that alone, if we can actually go back to, as I've done many, many times with people who don't even believe in this stuff and don't even know it's true, taken people back to before they came into this reality, this existence, this human form. There is definitely a point at zero, as hundreds of people have agreed who I've done timeline therapy with, that there is that point at zero before you're born where you choose your life path. And there are several different life timelines that you could choose, but you've chosen this one. Why have you chosen this one? Why have you chosen that to be your mum? 
that situation to be around your dad, that situation to be with your brothers, your sisters. Why? You have chosen it because it's going to help you to grow the most. So that comes back to the most important thing is we are not here to have a comfortable experience. We are here to have a growth experience. So the great news is these close family relationships give us the greatest opportunity to grow, to become more spiritually evolved and to become ultimately better, more advanced souls. So we don't have to repeat these lessons again. Now, whilst in some family dynamics, it might be irretrievable breakdown. You may have tried for years. You may have tried several times to try to build bridges and it's just not been possible. You know, people can be toxic. They can blame you. They can get into their own patterns. And there may be only so many times over a period of years that you might want to tolerate that. And then it's also okay to say, look, maybe part of your spiritual growth is saying, look, I do not want that in my life anymore. I have to respect my own boundaries. The fact that you're trying to come on the attack all the time means that I need to step out of that dynamic and teach you a lesson. So that could be their lesson as well. There's all multiple lessons going on that the behaviour is not acceptable. And that's okay too. I think for us to get into this happy, clappy way of things where it's, oh, choose love, choose love, and just be really soft and just allow to be tread like a, a doormat, be in any type of relationship, isn't right either. So, you know, those kind of relationships you may have tried to revisit, never rule it out, never say never, because people can become different versions of themselves. I know there's sayings like a leopard never changes its spots. And whilst that's partly true, it could be that whilst you're on your growth journey, they've been on their growth journey and people can change. So I think sometimes it's about swallowing pride and saying, are we ready to learn the lessons, perhaps from times you've not seen them, and give this another go with really clear understandings of almost contractual understandings of how it's going to be. So I find like setting out expectations and understandings, and this is across all types of relationships, and being a really clear communicator, because the art of communication is judged by the response we get. So I think it's really important and there can be no grey areas if we're really clear from the off. So if perhaps you're trying to build bridges with a distant family member, then once you do that, I think you sit uh, together and you can have, and it's really good to write things down because you can always revert back to them later and say, look, set some clear guidelines, boundaries, understandings, and then say, based upon this, you know, and it's from both sides. What would you like to feel and what can I give you to help you to feel better? And that person could then say, well, to help me feel better. And again, this is in any relationship to help me to feel more valued. This really pissed me off before. If you could not say that, if you could do that and, um, you know, as long as it's not this because no one can ever make anyone else feel happy. We've got to take responsibility for our own happiness. But we can also start to understand a little bit about how other people tick as well. 
then you could have a clear understanding written and then maybe you could try again with those kind of relationships where it's broken down in families. But maybe not. Maybe you've tried all that. And then sometimes it's best to just let relationships go because there's also an understanding, be it family or not, that people come into your life at different times and they also leave at different times. So same with intimate relationships. You know, you're not probably with the first ever partner that you ever met that you're with right today. Now, so it's all been a growth experience to get into that relationship. And maybe you're not in a relationship. And either way, that's fine and perfect for where you are right now. So there's a level of acceptance as well that needs to come in. We need to accept things the way they are as well. So let's come back to the art of communication. Now, if we are communicating in a way that somebody feels our words... Okay, we would be speaking probably slowly, we would be taking time over our words, we would be communicating quite, um, you know, it's, it's in a calmer way, isn't it? So imagine those people, and there are probably four types, let's just look at four types for the sake of this, of understandings of language and how we communicate. So we have something called kinesthetic, which some of you all know about this, feeling. So when we're speaking to somebody who has a real, that's their driver, okay? The kinesthetic is their driver. So it's worth communicating in slower ways, communicating, you know, in a clearer, more relaxed way. Now, when we have someone who is going to respond well to audio, you know, and you can tell these people because they might say to you, oh, that sounds like a good idea. Oh, you know, you say that, that makes me feel really crap. So, you know, there's a lot of ways that we can notice if somebody is audio. Yeah. Whereas they might say it feels good. Oh, yeah, that sounds good. Or they might say that looks good. And then we come to uh, the third one that we're going to touch on as well. So we've got the kinesthetic, we've got the audio and we've got the visual. So your kinesthetic people will talk slower, <clears throat> they'll be more relaxed uh, in their speaking, and generally tend to be sort of slower moving through life people, and um, they can tend to be quite sensitive as well, okay? So they're in touch with their feelings, they feel everything, so they can be more sensitive. So when we're dealing with somebody like that, it's important to listen to their sensitivities, to try to understand them, and then still to try to put your perspective on that in a feeling way, in a compassionate and caring way, so that they feel that you are understanding how it's emotionally affecting them. But at the same time, you can still be having your point across. And I'm going to come to kind of getting our points across in a moment. But first of all, let's think about how we are communicating. Then we have like the audio person. So like I say, the person that says, yeah, it sounds like a good idea. And you can pick these up because they'll be slightly more, you know, they'll respond well to learning through listening. Uh, they might be really into music and um, sound is everything for them. OK, quite sensitive to sound in different ways. So again, 
you probably wouldn't speak as slowly. You wouldn't be as, oh, this is really like emotional for you. I can feel this because you're trying to relate to them and communicate in a way that they're going to hear you if you've got a point to make. So that's slightly more upbeat in your tone, your tonality. And then we'd come to the visual. Visual people tend to be, you know, they might stand more erect is a very interesting thing to notice about them. They are usually more active. They speak a lot quicker and, uh, you know, they're making visual pictures all the time when they're speaking to you and they'll use, you know, words like that looks good. So with them, you know, they're quicker paced. They want things dealing with quickly, almost like let's get this done with and dealt with and what's the points we need to take from this and let's get that done. Now you imagine somebody who's like that, who is a visual person, having a conversation with somebody who wants you to feel every word that they're saying, there's a clash in the communication straight away. So having that skill set to be able to go, okay, I can speed up my tone a little bit if I'm dealing with somebody who's visual. I can be more feeling and explain how this is making me feel because they'll understand that um, is really important. So I can't teach all of that now. That would be a whole course in neuro-linguistic programming for starters, which, you know, I'm a master trainer of. It's not something I teach anymore. We've done many seminars, people who spend time with us and people who are around us. And if I'm coaching people, of course, I use it and with their permission. However, it is a whole course on its own. But there's just a little bite-sized piece for you to start to think about the art of communication is judged by the response I'm getting, first of all. Now, if we've got something that's really niggling away, could be uh, going back to the family scenario, aren't we? So, And of course, the, the tips that I gave you there about communication go right across the board for you know family, intimate relationships, of course, and also to do with um, business. But let's talk now about this family dynamic where there could be somebody who's really troubled. So first of all, if somebody's really troubled in the family, they're going through hard times, you know, they could be always the person that has the problems or it could be swapping around. We all know, you know, if it's, say, Christmas coming up, there's going to be fueled with alcohol. You know, when your alcohol levels drop, so it's all fine when everyone's getting merrily drunk, but as the alcohol levels in the blood start to drop, that's when the agitation can come on. So I would say if you're managing one of these tricky relationships, I don't care if it's Christmas or not, you know it's probably going to kick off if everybody fuels with a load of drink. So I'd be really mindful if you really, really want the best outcome for that relationship i'd really start to think about should you be drinking around that person a lot maybe just have a couple of glasses and tailor in the amount you're drinking if that's something that you feel is going to happen and i go back to years and years ago where there'd be like family arguments and things you know that happen in our in families it's normal but at the same time what can you do and if you know if everybody has even a certain drink it can be a certain drink that for some people avoid it okay avoid giving them that drink avoid having that drink yourself and really be mindful of how much alcohol you're drinking because it's only going to drop your energy you know we won't go into, you know, the drinking of spirits and why it's called spirits. It lowers your energy and it literally allows these 
demonic energies to attach to you and you know these egregores to get bigger and bigger and this energy that could start off with something really quite small just to get fueled in a really negative way alcohol does that so i'd be mindful of how much you're drinking and i'll do a little shout out actually for um you know three spirits drink because uh, drinks are amazing you can have a little liqueur drink that's got like ashwagandha in and lion's mane and all of these incredible healing soothing supplement type things that are just going to make you feel good and just going to enhance all your brain chemistry and you're not going to have any of that so you know don't rule out laying off the booze putting it bluntly but let's face it it's christmas you might be having a drink so mindfulness around it is what i would say now, if someone's really challenged, you know, showing compassion, showing kindness is really important, especially if you're not going to get to see people a lot and it's just over a few days, then come in from a compassionate point of view. I think if when we look at all kinds of relationships and relationship issues, if we're really clear on what's our intention behind this, okay, so our intention is for us to move through the problems us to have a really clear plan moving forward everyone have understanding around it and empower and lift everybody if you say had a clear intention around something like that if your intention is pure things will work out as well so i also want you to think these debates and these discussions if you feel that something is unresolved and needs talking about what is the actual intention behind bringing up those conversations, having those conversations at all. What is the intention behind it? And if the conversation is really for everyone to learn and grow, we've already said we know it's a growth experience, then great. Let's look at it and how do we manage a situation where we learn and grow? So what I would suggest is let's take intimate relationships where arguments can just come up and you could be having a go at each other. It can get really nasty sometimes, can't it? What could you do? I think in those sort of situations, what I've recommended is that you literally make a pact not to moan and groan and maybe have, say, listen, I'm not going to say anything because you can feel like you're always on someone's case or they're always on your case. And then there's the feelings of, I don't feel good enough, you know, so let's have some boundaries and let's have some rules to this game that you can say and set these like contracts and I would put them in writing even between a couple I would say from this relationship what we are going to do and if problems have shown up you'll know what it, what triggers it and what sets it off is we are going to set aside half an hour or an hour to sit down once a week on a Wednesday afternoon at 2 p.m be specific and talk about any issues that have come up throughout the week. So the rest of the time, we're not going to get into discussions and arguments because it's just too much focus on problems then. And when we, the more we focus on something, we know the bigger it gets. So to really nip that energy in the bud, I would say, let's have a discussion on a Wednesday afternoon. Let's bring something up unless it's really, really, really pressing and you really feel it's important. And then you should have a time element on it and say, OK, I have got something. It won't wait till Wednesday afternoon. I've got to get this off my chest. I've got to say this because it's really bothered me. Please, will you listen and ask permission for the other person just to listen because it's normal that happens is people get in defense mode 
And the minute they get in defence mode, they're not listening to what you say because they're too busy thinking about their answer or you're too busy thinking of your answer to listen to them. So I think an understanding that you could write down in an agreement is I will listen to you. And it's hard in in couple relationships, in different dynamics when you want to speak, but you promising you're going to give the gift of just hearing them. Okay, for women, sometimes in the male female dynamic, they just want to get it off their chest. They don't always want a solution. The man's like, what do I do to give a solution to this problem? It's like, you don't necessarily want a solution. You just want to feel heard. So just allowing that time where you're really, really listening. And that doesn't just go, by the way, for when there's a debate or an argument. That should be going for many, many other times where you feel like you're just giving the gift of listening to somebody and they are really listening to you so there isn't two people talking it doesn't have to always be a conversation understanding there's a saying isn't there you've got two ears and one mouth for a reason and it's true listen more listen with your heart as well if you can listen to somebody with your heart really hear what they say you don't have to agree you don't have to disagree you just listen and they will feel feel heard and the energy dynamic will shift um, and I feel like, yeah, setting these times, certainly in couple relationships, saying, OK, Wednesday afternoon at this time, we are going to sit down for half an hour because I know sometimes men don't feel heard. They feel it's just a lot of um, women going on at them. OK, and they just want to give this solution. So I feel like having a set time means everyone can manage that. But you listen and you make an agreement. I will listen to you and then I will be quiet and you will speak. And then... You can say, right, so what's the solution for this at the end? How are we going to learn from it? How are we going to grow? I've heard you and they say, I've heard you. How are we going to learn? How are we going to grow? What are we going to take away from it? And then you're going to take away some learnings and lessons. And you know what? If it comes back to love at the end and you can have a nice hug and say, right, it's all a learning growth experience. So I don't think you should shy away from those conversations. I definitely think they should be happening. But I also see uh, a lot of couples putting too much energy on the problems in the relationship. And surprise, surprise, what happens? You start putting, you know, your lack on that. This isn't good enough. This isn't that. You're not this. You're not that. And all it is, is lack, 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 lack. So another nice thing to put in the contract might be to write a list of all the things that you feel grateful for to that person and remind yourself of it read it every day you know put it on the mirror in the bathroom so that you have got a list of all the reasons you fell in love with that person and you're going to really feel that when you look at it and think yeah it was this and it's that and really shift the energy back to gratitude and that's a really really important thing that we can do because it's impossible to feel pissed off and grateful at the same time it's completely impossible. I may have said that before, but I'm stressing it again. Feeling grateful for the things we have, understanding life's a growth experience is really, really powerful, you know, because you won't feel peed off. You won't see the black clouds, the issues, the problems around the person. And then ultimately, it comes down to being the best version of yourself. So accepting that no one else can make you happy you have to do that yourself. You have chosen that person, be it in a relationship, be it to do business with, or be it a family member. Yes, you did choose them. Okay, you've chosen everything in life that's happening to you. 
There is nothing happening to you. You have chosen it for the lessons you need to learn. So the question should always be, how can I grow? How can I learn from this? Okay, and that doesn't matter. Now, business is an interesting one. As somebody who's run an introduction um, network where we've introduced big business people to big investors and just being like the person in the middle. I have seen so much sharkery in business you would not believe, you know. How do you deal with that when people act in a really misaligned way? Uh, they First of all, what's your intention? Again, it comes back to that. What's my intention here? My intention is, and as you know, in our company, it's to do good. It's to do the best for humanity. So what's my intention? My intention's that. And that is, no matter what comes at you, the intention you need to stick with. Okay? So I have seen so many scenarios of people... You know, you introduce them, they will do anything to wiggle out of paying a commission to the point where they'll get in a blame game with you, which is the biggest nonsense and make things up because, oh, yeah, you know, we met and we're great. But let's not mention that person that introduces, because if we do that, you know, oh, behold, we, we, you know, we might have to actually pay an introductory commission that's been signed, agreed and all the rest of it. And I've seen that. I've lived that. I've had that. And you know what? I've had lawyers that have said to me, this is a situation, Louise, where it's a no win, no fee. Your contracts for some of these things with some of these people, you take them to the cleaners. And I toyed with that and thought about it and thought, actually, a contract's a contract, an agreement's an agreement you know, and it's not going to cost me a penny to do it. And uh, maybe I should go gun-ho and go in and, but you know, where's the intention behind that? What does that come down to? Well, actually, you could probably use that money and put it into humanitarian products and uh, projects, etc. So yeah, interesting one. For me, though, I do decide to take the bigger ground and understand that it's all a lesson. Remember, it's all a learning. It's all a growth experience. So I've learned ways that I won't do business with certain people in certain ways. Again, I'll do it in a different way. So it's like with our technologies, you know, we're going to own the IP now. So I'm not just introducing a technology that you know, is substandard anyway, I'm going to work as I am doing now with incredible doctors, scientists, professors to put together something even better that we own the IP on because it's about the ownership rather than just bringing an awesome network towards something as well because then you can dictate where those funds go. You know, they're not just going in someone's back pocket just to make them rich and, you know, feed them on four steaks a day or whatever it is they eat, you are actually doing it from a place of, yes, we have the energy coming in here and now we can decide that that energy goes out in a good place. So I've, I've had a lot of learnings around that in business as well. So in business, I feel like running a team here that we do, it's about setting really, really clear expectations. You need really, really clear boundaries and you need to have a really open understanding trustworthy way of working now i'm talking about the inner team now um, and people that you work closely with so for example again that comes down to communication and having uh, clear expectations both sides making sure that's agreeable 
documenting it, making sure everyone understands. And then if anyone wavers off that, just pulling it back in line as nicely as you can with the intention of growth at the end of it for everybody. Because if your intention is for everyone to do well, everyone to flourish and everyone to pull together and have this great energy that then goes out and spreads that energy out, that's great. And if like me, you, you are like an overseer of things and I can manage probably about 10 different multiple things. I mean, I learned that running events with 100 stands, 2000 people or running a model agency or you know, running the doctor's practice, all the different things I've done, I've been a good multitasker, so that's my thing. And I just think, right, well, if that steps out of line and that's misaligned, we just pull it all in. Everyone has an understanding. Try and communicate it as clearly as possible. And then, you know, and also you refine. You'll also accept that people will come in and people will go away. People will come in, they will be misaligned to the purpose sometimes and they will come in and there was a flow with that as well. And I had that with a last business partner, you know, and I think I mentioned it before. And it's just like, actually, energy is just not aligning to the greater mission of what we're doing. So it's time to not have that energy around. So it's also been really good at understanding energy. OK, so energy is where it is in all relationships. OK, if you're going to bring people into your team and have people that you work with, the most important thing is that energy is high, you know, and their ego is low <laughs> because if somebody's just ruled by ego and they're just coming in for their own greed their own expectations then for me it'll never work okay too many egos and energies there it's not going to work there'll be a breakdown so what you have is you have really heart-driven people that come forward and bring beautiful energy and um, less is more then because that just amplifies everything in a really positive way and I feel really, really blessed with the team I've got around me now that, you know, it's all positive flow and positive energy and give and take and clear understandings on how we work. And it's just like one big happy family. And I feel really grateful as well. And letting people know how grateful you are, how appreciative you are, even if small things that they do, it all matters. So I'm so grateful. So shout out to you guys for everything that you do, because you are awesome and you know who you are. So... Okay, a few more tips on relationships then. Ultimately, it is about your relationship with yourself. So what we need to do, it comes back to clearing our limiting beliefs, our emotions, and, you know, not projecting because we're projecting everything, but also understanding that we are also responsible for the emotions we choose to feel. So there are no victims, okay? One of the things that I see go wrong in all those areas, be it business, family, and um, intimate relationships, is people get into this victim mentality of this has happened to me, that's happened to me, that's bad, you know, and uh, poor me, the woe is me scenario, it doesn't work, it doesn't wash. So if you've got a pattern where that served you before, and people have rallied round and gone, oh dear, you know, poor you, poor you, isn't it? You know, and you've got a lot of attention for that. You know, great, it served you in some way, but it's never going to get you anywhere in life. If you really want to step up and be the best version of yourself, any old stories that you're telling yourself, anything that you're stuck in, anything that's, you know, creating that mentality, you bring that to any relationship, it's just going to mess it up. So really important to clear that. Loads of techniques that you can do that with and you know about some of those, okay? So I think taking responsibility. Now, looking at relationships, again, bringing um, intimacy 
when we're talking about our intimate sexual close relationships. I think I've taught unconditional love for many years. There's been a reason for that. I think there's too much codependency, too much control that goes on that you are mine now. You know, you are my property. You will do what I say. I have these expectations. You fit in this box. And people don't fit in these boxes. Okay, they're still their own um, beautiful souls. And what you should be doing, it's like it's not it's like picking that flower is a good analogy, isn't it? You pick the flower and you cut it off and you put it in the vase. Well, how long does it last? It doesn't last. You know, it needs to be nurtured from lots of other things environmentally. So understanding that you treat people how you want to be treated as well, in particular in those intimate relationships, I mentioned it before, bringing in source, setting aside time to make your sex life sacred, okay? Not saying there isn't time for a quickie and a quick wham-bam, great, but you know what, if you can really make it a ritual and say that there is a real build-up happening here, a real afternoon, that again, we've put that in our diary. You know, let's not just put time in our diary where we can have discussions and vent ourselves. Let's also have a time in the diary every single week where you can have massage, you can have blindfolding, teasing and pleasing with fruits, feathers. You know, it really starts to build up this beautiful energy. And you ask the source, infinite source of everything at that time to come in and heal any relationship blockages. Because they can be from this life. They might be from past lives. They might be going on on a different dimension and a different reality. There's so many things that are invisible to us that we are unaware of. But if we can practice in this moment bringing in the infinite source of wisdom and knowledge and all-knowing power, it knows all about those dimensions. And... Um, I'm going to see the Avatar tomorrow. Woohoo! Avatar 2 is out. I can't wait. So, um, you know, they tell us in movies about reality. And you're going to think, has she lost the plot here? Saying that the Avatar movie is uh, a documentary. It's like saying the Matrix movie was a documentary. Well, yeah, I firmly believe it is. I firmly believe that in some other dimension, other reality... We might be having these relationships, discussions down here, but up there we're literally saving universes, planets, oceans and all the rest of it because there's different dimensions to our being and we actually have an avatar part of our being that we can tap into and tune into. So absolutely, I do believe that movie is a documentary. You have that power. You are that. And whether you're aware of it or not, consciously in this space is a different thing. So imagine that, bringing it back to those times of Tantra, where you're just going to feed and love each other and really give each other um, intimacy. But like I say, with a bit of teasing and taking it slow and just, you know, really bringing love to the um, space through lighting of candles, through ringing of sound and bells, etc., nice music. And then also asking divine source of everything, please be with us here you know, it's a God-given gift and we can call it source, we can call it universe, call it what you want, I don't care. But the infinite source of knowledge and wisdom has everything to heal you. So invite it more into your life and your relationships. That's really important right across the board. In your business, ask for source to be with you, to support and help to nurture these relationships. Okay, in your family, if there are tricky relationships, 
pray and ask for people to be sent the energy, the information, the healing, your thoughts travel that is scientifically proven. So you might say, oh, calling it a prayer, that's a bit woohoo and, you know, get get back in the church. I'm not a churchgoer, by the way, but I have seen the power of prayer and I have seen the power of thinking about somebody completely heal them. I've done it. I've sat and thought about people for 10, 15 minutes and literally asked for their highest healing and I've watched it happen. I've literally, they've picked up the phone and gone, oh my God, what's just happened? I feel great. All my pain's gone. Okay, thoughts travel. That's not a miracle. It's not a special gift I've got. We've all got that. So remember that as well. Thoughts travel. Thoughts have actually been measured now. They have an electric signature. They have a frequency. They create things. So let's make sure you're having those good thoughts yourself. So comes back to 15 minutes on a morning, 15 minutes in a night, really doing that self-work as well. Walks in nature. You are responsible for all the people around you really, to be the best version of yourself. And I think to finish up, that's ultimately what it comes down to. Again, be the best version of yourself. Put in a little bit of time to nurture time away from all them relationships where you remember who you are, that you are enough, you are loved. Because some of the biggest reasons we get into discussions is through not feeling enough. You know, and I've seen people who literally, they so don't feel enough that, you know, it's like the analogy of the towers. It's like my tower is um, not as big as yours. Okay, so imagine we are all these tower blocks around us and they don't feel as big as you. So the only way that they feel they can, you know, appear to be the shining tower to everyone out there is to knock you down and anyone else that might be a little bit higher and I'm talking about energy towers here, higher in energy. So they start to chip away and knock you down. And that's why often we come under attack. And I've personally been under some of those attacks. And I've questioned where's it come from. This is somebody that I've had a really great relationship with, felt everything was good. And then suddenly they've gone on the attack. And it's just because your tower is shining a little bit too bright for them. And they better start chipping away and knocking it down. And once you can see that game playing out, you know that then it's about them needing to go away, have a little bit more self-nurturing and a little bit more self-love. And you need to step away from people like that. Because if, if people can only feel good by knocking you down, and that can be again in your intimate relationships, your family relationships, or, um, you know, in your business relationships, you don't need it. You know, you don't need to feel like you're under attack. So you can send them some guidance. Please send them these uh, training series. Help them, but step away for a while because they've got to resolve their issues if you're feeling it's coming under attack to you and they're doing that, okay? Or if it's somebody really close to you, perhaps just guide them through to do that self-nurturing so they're not needing to do that. I've seen it a lot, okay, um, across the board in, in business, in, in families and um, in intimate relationships as well competitiveness so don't allow that and see it you know know it's a thing that can go on and know also to step away and yes we talk about sending love but sometimes i think also we have to stand strong in our power if things like that happen claim back your full power and say no and remember as long as the intention behind it is to show them something and teach them a lesson okay and let them know that's not acceptable then it's okay 
as long as your intention isn't to go in and knock down that person and hurt them and be horrible, it's okay. But if your intention is to really shine a light on their behaviour, give them some pointers and advice that comes from a strong place, because sometimes people need to hear things from a strong place and they will not agree most of the time. But as long as you know your intention is pure, talk about family dynamics here as well. Um, as well as well as business as long as your intention behind your words is pure to give you this to help you grow what they choose to do with it after that is up to them and if they choose to just attack you for the sake of attacking you step away so remember your energy is precious it's all an energy game be it across all the different multiple relationship dynamics blended families you know business collaborations networks everything it's an energy game Bring good energy to the table. It will be reflected back at you because bloody awesome people out there. And you can have really great relationships when you understand it's an energy game. And remember, above all, hug it out. Do not go to sleep on an argument. Clear the vibes. Feel good. Choose love. Do not go to sleep on an argument. Okay, so I leave that with you. And I wish you all the very, very best Christmas. Hope you engage in some of the tips and advice that I've given you. And lots of love. Bye-bye for now. Mwah.